Okay, so welcome to the Phenomenal Mastermind podcast by DJ Ebb. I'm just going to go by DJ Ebb because I used to be a DJ, so I'm just going to use that. Um, I know my podcast is supposed to be about music and relationships and all of that, but I do want to touch on fibroids. And I'm talking at uterine fibroids. As a woman, I've came to the conclusion that I just have so much, so much strength to sit here and to have to deal with and put up with the amount of pain that uterine fibroids bring is just unacceptable. And on top of uterine fibroids, I got diagnosed with endometriosis. So just, I don't even, I'm not going to, I was going to say just imagine the pain, but I don't think one can imagine the type of pain I'm in when I'm on my monthly trip. I call it a monthly trip because I feel like it's a monthly trip. I'm on a monthly trip, but I really, the reason why I'm touching on this subject is because I want people to be more aware of them because when I talk to guys, And they wonder why I'm in so much pain. They don't know anything about uterine fibroids. They don't know anything. And that pisses me off because I know you have a mom, you have a sister, somebody, you know, cousin has a fibroid and they're in pain. And then also I'm touching on it because some dudes are so dismissive of it that they literally say, oh, you can't be in that much pain. You can't be this. My thing is, if you don't have a period, you don't bleed every month, don't tell me how I feel when I'm on my period. That's the quickest way to get you cussed out. And I don't think you want to get cussed out while I'm on my period. I'm emotional. I want food. You know, everything is everything. When I'm on my period, I'm so emotional. Like, I'm a total bitch. And it's not me. (laughs) It's definitely not me. But uterine fibroids, like mine is on my abdomen. Like, how can I explain it? My stomach doesn't match the rest of my weight. Like my legs, my legs are not that big. My arms are not that big. But my stomach is huge because I have the fibroid. And say, like, I've lost so much weight. But due to being in so much pain, I recently got on the depot shot. And I'm now regretting that because it made me gain my weight back. And I did so good with losing my weight. I did extremely well. I got down to the point of I had really no more pain on my periods. That's how how well I was doing with weight loss. And that's how much weight I lost. So, but I think. This is a good question. I'm thinking in my head, why did I really get on a depot shot? Good question. I got on the depot shot because I was trying to try something different. I was trying to see if the depot shot would like, you know, reduce the size and the fibroid or like make it go away completely. But I don't think that I don't think that's the case. I, I, I recommend nobody to get the depot shot. Especially if you've just, like, I lost so much weight, I scared myself. And then to gain that weight back, you I, I really feel like a failure, but 
I'm gonna get I'm gonna get it back off, but the, I don't recommend anybody to get the depo shot unless you want to gain weight because they tell you, oh, eat fruits or whatever, but that depo shot is like the devil. Like it really makes you hungry. Or sometimes you'll just be eating just to be eating because you think you're hungry. And I don't like that. I don't like that at all. But yeah, my fibroid is on my abdomen. It's on the bottom. Like when it's when it starts to bother me, I feel it. Some people say they don't feel theirs. I feel I can feel mine. Mine is the size of a quarter. Um, I refuse to get a myomectomy because they're not cutting me open. That's not gonna happen. I did find out there's another way um, to do a myomectomy. I may go that way, which is they do small incisions in the stomach. I've been Googling it, trying to research it. I may go that route. But as far as them cutting me open, almost like a C-section, that's not going to happen. Um, and doctors, doctors really don't want to do that on me anyway. I've had all of the all of the OBGYNs I went to, they refused to give me surgery because I was in good health and I never had surgery. The last doctor I went to refused. She said, "I don't want to, I don't want to give you surgery because you never had you never had it." So this has been a what my period started when I was in fifth grade. Uh, I had cramps, but that was, it wasn't until I was in high school that I started just having excruciating pain. And I didn't find out I had fibroid and endometriosis until I was about, I think, 22 or 23, because I said, this ain't right. Nobody should be in this much pain. I got the ultrasound done and everything. I saw the little, I saw the fibroid on the ultrasound. But something to be so small, to pack so much pain is just, just unbearable. So I feel any woman out there that has a fibroid on top of endometriosis, even if you just have a fibroid, I feel for you. I feel your pain. Please know you're not alone. I hope. I've been trying to research into it more, but I just really hope that they can find something better because a hysterectomy and a myomectomy shouldn't be the only two choices for women. Like, I'm 29 years old. I don't have any kids. And you're going to tell me a myomectomy and a hysterectomy is the only two choices? And the doctor, and I'm to the, I was to the point, the last doctor I went to, she was a female. I, the, I was to the point where I don't, I, I wanted four boys. I wanted four sons. I wanted four kids. What you think I want now? I don't want no kids. I told that lady, I said, give me a hysterectomy. That's how much pain I was enduring. I told her, give me a hysterectomy. You know what she told me? She said, no, you're too young. I'm not giving you no hysterectomy. And she told me just like that. So now... I'm in a whole new relationship and I'm down to one kid now. I was I, at first I was to four. I wanted four. Then I wanted none. Now I'll do one. But the thing is when I have that one or if I have that one, am I going to want that hysterectomy? That's the that's the big question in my mind. Am I going to want that hysterectomy? So, 
I just feel like I had to talk about that because people, I feel like people are so disrespectful towards fibroids. People need to research it. People need to find out, like, if you are in a relationship, even if you're married, boyfriend, girlfriend, girlfriend, make sure your significant other knows about fibroids, especially if you have them. Don't let them disregard your pain. If you're in pain, don't let them say, oh, you can't be in that much pain. Don't let them disregard your pain because I know how that feels. It feels like somebody is taking pliers in my stomach and twisting them. Like the pain is excruciating. Like I don't, people need to stop disregarding females, period. Stop disregarding us. When we say we're going through something, we're going through something. Like, we have so much stuff done in our bodies. We carry babies. We do all this stuff. And I feel like people just disregard that. If I say I'm in pain, I'm in pain. Something going on. So I'm glad I'm with a guy now that he didn't know what they were. He didn't know what they were at all. Never heard of them. I researched it. I pulled, I got my phone. I pulled it up on Google one night. We were talking. And, you know, I made him read it. And Because my thing is, if you, if we're going to be together... Don't, you're not going to disregard my pain because when I say I'm in pain, I'm in pain. And when I'm on my period, I don't do nothing. I don't move. I don't eat. I stay in one place because that's how bad my periods are. And when I sleep, I stay in one place because if I, I, no, it ain't even if I feel, if I move, my bed would be a bloody, a bloody murder. That's how heavy my periods are. And then on my fourth day of my period, I clock. Like my period stops. I can like that fourth day, I can be feeling so good because I'm not in no pain. But then something in my body triggers and my period will come back on and I'll start clotting. And then that fifth day, my period is done. I think that's the only thing I liked about my periods was that it never prolonged. I had a five day period. That was it. But the first second i'm not even gonna say the first second third day the whole damn period but that second day i don't know what it is about the second day of a period that just makes me want to kill myself and i say and i'm so serious when i say that because that second day i don't know if the uterine lining i tried to google i even asked my mama the second day i don't know what it is about the second day of a period like i don't want to be bothered don't touch me don't look at me i feel gross like don't say nothing to me i mean i just hate that we as women have to go through this because it's unacceptable. And then there's doctors out there that's, that's saying that you shouldn't be in that much pain on your period. But don't. But when I come see you, when I schedule my appointment, don't tell me no bullshit. Don't tell me no bullshit at all. Because my weight right now is 355. And if you see if you if you see me right now, you'd be like, she don't weigh no 355. And you know where that weight is coming from? My stomach. Just like I say, I'm skinny everywhere else. Like my hips, like I'm not bad built, but it's just my stomach is big due to this fibroid. 
And it's unacceptable. I've been trying to find ways ever since I got that ultrasound and I seen the fibroid and I they diagnosed me with endometriosis. I've been trying to find so many ways on how I could just get rid of this um, fibroid organically, naturally. I've been trying to find so many ways. And now the I can say before I lost weight, the only vitamins that did work were Dr. Sabi's um, Estro. Dr. Sabi's Estro vitamins, if you take them every day like you're supposed to, they do work. If you do take them while you're on your period, you're, you mess up something and it makes you feel horrible. But you have to take it. You have to be consistent with it. Like if you're consistent with it, and you say like if you take it on your period and you've been consistent, like you'll be fine, you'll be okay. But say if you just ordered the extra and you got them and your period started and you take them, you're not gonna feel well. You're gonna feel so horrible. So you would have to, yeah, have to be consistent with it. I wouldn't say if you do order it, I would say order it. It's a good investment. If you do order it and you and you have your period, do not take it. Take it when your period is off so you can start fresh. Start consistent and then do it like that. But that is the only thing. Dr. Sabi's Estro vitamin pills are the only thing that work. So, I mean, I did stop taking them since I was on a depot because I didn't want it to mess up anything. But once I do get out this depot, because it only lasts two years, and I don't think I'm going to do the full two years, um, I'm going to go back to taking them consistently because they help a lot like they helped a lot I still had pain but it was not as it was not as excruciating it was a little pain it wasn't it was it doesn't compare to the pain I normally feel when I'm on my period so with that being said starting off with this podcast if I have any men that's listening please educate yourself with uterine fibroids and endometriosis because Nine times out of ten, you're, there's a guy out there dating a female with uterine fibroids and endometriosis, and he don't know nothing about it. He just thinks she in pain, or he just thinks she complaining. No, educate yourselves with that, because I had to educate myself on it, because I never knew what it was. I didn't find out my mom had had it until, um, until she told me she had hers. I didn't find out. Well, no, let me rephrase that. I didn't find out my mom had fibroids until I told her I found out I had mine. And then that's when she told me my aunt had her, had she had hers and she couldn't have any kids. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to be susceptible to that because there's a lot of people, stories I've heard from people that had fibroids and they have a galore of children, they have football teams of children. So I just want people to educate themselves on it and... I'm try- I'm not going to say I'm trying to find a cure. I'm no doctor or whatever, but I am trying to research it and just trying to find something like a better way to like have these things reduced or just have these things just fall out. Yeah, they have the, um, they do have, I, they came out with the little, the little vaginal things that you stick in you, the little balls. But m- my thing is I'm scary. I'm going to be frank here. My vagina is tight. 
So me trying to stick that up me, I'm scary because <laughs> like it no, no, it, it's a lot. I'm scary. So no. But please people educate yourselves on that. Um to the women that don't have any of this, kudos to you. To the women that just have a period, don't have no cramps, no pain. I wish I was like you. Just let it come and go. But unfortunately, I'm not. So this will be the end of my podcast. I have to get to work. But please, please, please educate yourself on it. Don't dismiss or disregard anybody's feelings when they say they're on their period and they're in pain. No heating pad, no Midol, no Tylenol, no at none of that is going to work. You just have to stick with the pain because really, you're taking the pills that ain't gonna do nothing that's just gonna make it worse try ginger root tea try to get a a thing of ginger cut it up put it in water let it get hot hot and drink it like it's tea that works also i told you i've been googling stuff to try to find out what helps and ginger root tea does help so just educate yourself people please that's gonna be the end of this podcast Thanks for tuning in.